G'day guys and welcome to Kel's Gone Bush, the podcast where I'm bringing you the craziest stories, places and characters from down under. So I don't know about you guys, but we're facing a second lockdown. Uh, not quite in my area yet, but I'm right on the border of New South Wales in Australia, which is um, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, sorry. And yeah, I'm really, really praying it doesn't happen again because um, I don't think that my body can handle not going to the gym for another three months. I already look like a fucking hippopotamus. So the weather and the whole not being really allowed to go anywhere situation has meant that I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. And We've been watching Unexplained Mysteries, which are pretty explainable, I think. I can pretty much sum it up at every episode. I'm like, he clearly did it. What the fuck? How is this unexplained? It's just you can't charge him because you don't have enough evidence. But anyway, this podcast isn't on that particular documentary. It did, however, get me thinking about the Unexplained Mysteries we have here in Australia. Or just creepy places and stories that yeah no one no one can really tell you the bottom of it so the particular place I'm talking about today is very fucking scary giant black rocks massive pythons big scary man-eating spiders apparently um ghosts and uh, people that have gone in and never gone out and this place is called black Rock Mountain, also known as Kelgarjika in the Aboriginal language. The dark history of this rock dates way back before European settlers even came to Australia. The rock had literally started as a battleground. There are a few Aboriginal legends surrounding this rock, and the first one that I found was that the rock was formed in a battle between two brothers who were giants and fighting over the same woman. And the way the rock got formed was because they were throwing rocks at each other and these were massive boulders. They ended up killing each other and their spirits are still there today. From that point on, the battles continued. A local man called Harold Ludwig descends from two clans with traditional ownership claims to the site, the Western Yalangi and the Guji Yimuthur. Sorry to anyone I've offended with mispronunciations, but seriously... I'm hopeless. <laughs> he said that Kalkajaka, which means spear, was a sacred battlefield and the scene of the last spear fight between the black and the white cockatoo. These are actually totems representing the inland and coastal clans whose warriors were clashing over hunting grounds. He said they came to blows and many people died and now their bones still remain inside that mountain where they were left. There was also a brutal massacre of Aboriginal people at the hands of early European settlers, which happened just nearby in a ravine. The ghosts are apparently still in those rocks screaming for revenge. It's safe to say this is a very sacred site for the Aboriginal people and not a very happy place for them either. They strongly suggest people don't go in or around the area without an Aboriginal guide. Uh, Even then, I probably wouldn't. And you'll find out why soon. Some of these stories are pretty scary. 
Before I start on the creepy stories and the bizarre disappearances, I'd better describe this rock properly for you. From far away, Black Mountain looks like a solid rock of black, looming over a tropical rainforest. But when you get closer, you can see it's actually a whole heap of gigantic granite boulders, some of which measure up to 20 feet long, and they are stacked up to 900 feet over the surrounding landscape. These boulders were formed from solidifying magma around 250 million years ago, have no trace of surface soil and have a distinct black coloration caused by a thin coating of iron and manganese oxides. Again, fucking pronouncing, Kelly. Like, what's wrong with you? I will say in my defense, although you can't hear it, that fucking Galara I rescued is having a shit fit in the kitchen again. So it's just throwing me off my game a little bit. But I have to do this. I have to do it now. Well, the six-year-old's on the iPad. Anyway, so as I said, the black coloration is caused by a thin coating of iron and manganese oxides. That's the best I'm going to get. As well as a film of blue-green algae covering the exposed surfaces. Now... This black coloration gives the boulders a very sinister look, as if they've been scorched by the fires of hell itself, one blogger put it. It is basically a bunch of rocks jumbled upon another, forming mazes and passages penetrating within the mountain. In the Queensland heat, the boulders become hot, and when the rain falls on them, they slowly fracture and disintegrate over time, occasionally resulting in a sudden explosive bang. The hot air moving through these caves and underground passages creates eerie sounds that have been described as moaning, screaming, crying, wailing, and deep hissing. According to some, it also has a rotten smell that seeps far from below the surface. So it's no doubt a fucking creepy place. I certainly wouldn't want to go in there especially after reading some of the stories I'm about to tell you. The first one that freaked me out a little bit was the story of the spirit of a wicked medicine man called the Eater of Flesh. This comes from the Kukunungal people of the region. They also call the place the Mountain of Death. The legend says anyone unfortunate enough to approach the mountain were dragged to their deaths by ghostly hands. The mountain is also said to have underground chambers that are supposed to hold everything from alien bases to lost civilizations, ancient tombs and priceless lost treasures. Some of the treasures said to reside inside the depths of many caves are lost stockpiles of gold, historic artifacts and ancient texts. I think the craziest fucking thing I read on the place was that apparently under the mountain is a secret alien base from which UFOs emerge and is inhabited by a race of reptilian alien humanoids that keep human slaves. Those who get into this idea further explain that the arrangement of boulders is obviously artificial and the entire mountain was built by the aliens themselves. Other people speculate that the boulders were laid down by some ancient lost civilization millennia ago and that this society deep, thrived deeply under the mountain in an enormous hollowed out domain. Some think the civilization is still out there. Although to back up the alien theory, there have been reports of large reptilian humanoids emerging from the mountain. To add to the reports of aliens and ghosts, there have also been tales of massive man-eating pythons 
and a large cat-like predator known as the Queensland tiger, and that is thought to prowl the area and being blamed for cattle mauling and mutilations that have occurred over the years. I think the creepiest part of this mountain is the fact that if you go inside, you're very unlikely to come back out again. People have been going missing here since way before Europeans settled. However, the first modern account of an unexplained disappearance happened in 1877, when a courier by the name of Grainer went out on horseback looking for a stray calf only for him, the horse and the calf never to return. Massive searches of the mountain turned up no trace of the animals or the courier and it was assumed they had just fallen between the boulders. A few years later, a notorious criminal known as Sugarfoot Jack and a couple of his mates fled to the Black Mountain following a shootout. They were never seen again and despite all the police searching that followed, there was no evidence at all to hint of where they'd gone. They simply vanished. About 13 years later, an officer called Constable Ryan was stationed in nearby Cooktown and tracked a fugitive to Black Mountain along with other trackers only for the trail to abruptly end at the mouth of one of the caves as if the criminal had just stepped off the face of the earth. Ryan entered the cave to see if the fugitive might be hiding inside but according to those with him he never came back out and nobody was willing to risk going in after him. Neither the criminal or Constable Ryan was ever seen again. In another case, a local man by the name of Harry Owens was out looking for stray cattle and when he didn't return, his partner, George Hawkins, informed the police and went out searching for him. When Hawkins didn't return either, the police launched a search of the mountain for the two missing men. It was during this search, two police officers ventured into one of the caves and only one of them came back out. The remaining officer was so terrified of whatever he had seen, he couldn't give a coherent report of what had actually happened. In the 1920s, two professional cave explorers who journeyed to the mountain to try and solve these disappearances went missing themselves, as well as some trackers who went looking for them. More recently, in 1932, a backpacker named Harry Page went missing while hiking on Black Mountain and was later found dead from unknown causes. In all of these cases, except for the body of Paige, no evidence has ever been found to hint at what actually happened to these people. There's been massive police investigation into all of these disappearances and no conclusions have ever been drawn. It's mostly believed that these people fell into caves or crevices or chasms of the mountain or became lost when trying to get out as it's very dark and it is a bit of a maze. Whether this actually happens, we just don't know. I mean, there's been tales, as I said before, of giant man-eating pythons and mythical Queensland tigers, because I don't have fucking heard of the Queensland tiger before. That's a new one. Tassie tiger? Yeah. Queensland tiger? What? Um, <laughs> so very few people have been able to go in there and come back out. And the people that have come back out have gone insane, basically, and have never been able to tell the tale. That is until an unnamed experienced bushman, trust me, I've tried to find his name, but I can't find it, so we'll just call him the bushman, penetrated the mountain armed with a pistol and a flashlight, and he gave a scary account of his experience inside the mountain and here it is word for word. I stepped into the opening. 
Like other black mountain caves, it dipped steeply downwards, narrowing as it went. Suddenly, I found myself facing a solid wall of rock. But to the right, there was a passageway, just large enough for me to enter in a stooping position. I moved along it carefully for several yards. The floor was fairly level, the walls very smooth granite. The passage twisted and turned, this way and that, always sloping deeper into the earth. Presently, I began to feel uneasy. A huge bat beat its wings against me as it passed. However, I forced myself on to push further. Soon, my nostrils were filled with a sickly, musty stench. Then my torch went out. I was in total darkness. From somewhere that seemed to be the bowels of the earth, I could hear a faint moaning, which was then followed by the flapping wings of thousands of bats. I began to panic as I groped and floundered back the way I thought I had come. My arms and legs were bleeding from bumps and unseen rocks. My outstretched hands clawed at space. I expected solid walls and floors, but I could not find it. At one stage, where I had wandered into a side passage, I came to the brink of what was undoubtedly a precipice, judging by the echoes. The air was foul and I felt increasing dizziness. Terrifying thoughts were racing through my mind about giant rock pythons I had seen around this mountain. As I crawled along, getting weaker and losing hope of ever getting out alive, I saw a tiny streak of light. It gave me super strength to worm my way towards a small cave mouth half a mile from the one I had entered. Reaching the open air, I gulped in lungfuls of it and fell down, exhausted. I later found that I had been underground for five hours, most of the time on my hands and knees. A king's ransom would not induce me to enter those caves again. That's the best account of being inside the mountain I could actually find. However, there is no good stories that come out of this. Uh, according to Harold Ludwig, one of his mates came up from Sydney and he warned him not to go on the site. And he did it anyway. And according to Mr Ludwig, he said to him, don't go in there because it's Bora ground, which to the Aboriginals, that's a ceremonial place or a meeting ground. But according to Harold, his mate was too headstrong and went in there anyway. However, he said after being in that place, he got home and he was tormented by what he said was devils and spirits. After about three or four months, he got better and said to Harold, I know I've done something wrong in Cape York. Harold just replied, bloody oath you did, and I told you. Harold's explained that climbing the Black Mountain is like climbing Uluru. It's disrespectful and hurtful to the traditional owners of the land. And they have good reason for wanting people to stay away. There have been reports over the years of people taking bits of rock from Uluru and going home and having the worst luck ever and ended up sending it back to Uluru via post because they just wanted that fucking bad luck out of their fucking house. So yeah, back to Black Mountain. There's a lot of different theories on why people have vanished. A lot of skeptical people say, well, you know, there's so many caves with drop-offs down there. Uh, poisonous animals, snakes, spiders. It's very dark, you can't see. Um, to climb the mountain, there's a lot of, you know, calculated steps you have to make because the boulders are quite far apart. So, you know, 
a lot of these disappearances could have been just misadventure. They've just ran into trouble. But it doesn't explain why that second cop that came out and the other cop didn't. Why was the second cop so traumatized that he couldn't explain what had happened? He, no one could even understand what he was talking about. So, you know, there's, as I said at the start, there's all these weird and wonderful theories about demons, ghosts, giant snakes, UFOs, alien bases underground. What the fuck? Really? Uh, Reptile slave masters. (laughs) Queensland tigers, which I'm sure someone made up because I've never fucking heard of those before. Um, Yeah, Ghosts, I think. Did I say? I probably said ghosts. Anyway, you know, who knows? And that is why it's a mystery. And everybody loves a good mystery. I will say in conclusion, I would not recommend going to this rock. And if you do want to go to it, definitely get an Indigenous tour guide. Um, They don't want you the traditional owners do not want you anywhere near that rock without them there and clearly as we've discussed that's for a good reason people go missing people die and it's sacred land so you know i i don't know what you all believe but i did live in the bush up north in arnhem land which is a different area it's northern territory and it you can just feel it it's very spiritual up there i had one uh incident which is in my book and um i'll link that just a sneaky plug (laughs) but anyway what happened was i was in a place called ramaginning which is in the middle of fucking nowhere literally had to get there by plane because like for about six months of the year it's flooded in and there's crocodiles and shit everywhere wild pigs and basically, um, my daughter's father, who I was with at the time, was fixing the road between the town and the barge landing so they could get food into town because it was just completely underwater or bogged up. Anyway, while this was happening, he um, needed me to help him get some gear to, from where he was working on that road to the barge landing. So I I had to drive this truck and that was fucking hilarious because if you've ever seen any, I'll I'll make a whole episode about me and cars, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not the best at um, parking. I'm a good driver. I just don't get me to park or anything like that. And this was a fucking massive dump truck, but luckily for me, it was automatic. So it was stuck in a ditch and apparently nobody else was around to help it was about 8 p.m at night so he came and got me to drive this fucking truck out of the ditch and to the barge so i did that but as i was driving i looked behind me and his lights weren't there anymore he was supposed to be following me in the forby so that we could get back to town so i saw another little four-wheel drive coming towards me and i flagged it down and out popped out a, a bloke he was an indigenous local man ramaginning i think he was one of the traditional owners and i just said to him look if you see um, a big bloke down there can you just tell him i've taken off to the i'll meet him up at the barge and he was like okay um you know they looked a bit concerned but whatever i jumped back in the truck drove up to the barge by this stage it's pitch black and it's um 
basically the barge road was surrounded by swampland and so there's lots of pigs lots of crocodiles snakes fucking everything you know everything that wants to kill you but i was in the truck so i was fine so i parked the truck up put the radio on blondie came on i'm singing along badly as usual next thing you know i see headlights coming up and i'm like oh that was quick this you know uh, my daughter's father was quite it wasn't supposed to be there for like 20 minutes or something and lo and behold it wasn't my daughter's father it was this uh bloke and a whole heap of um women from the town and they'd come back and they motioned for me to get out of the truck so i did and he basically said to me you get in the car with us and come back to town or we'll stay here with you until you leave but you're not staying here alone and i said oh why what you scared a croc's gonna get me or something it's all right mate i'm in the truck like i'm in the cabin it's fine and then this woman behind him goes no ghosts will get you and then he's just yelled at her in ramen getting you know they are so in you know and i did not understand what he said but he's like no 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 it's okay no ghosts um we just we just don't want you here on your own and yeah so i said look can you just wait then because i i've got to wait with this truck Anyway, long story short, my ex-partner came back and um, he had a chat with them because he knew them, obviously worked out there and had, they had a smoke and then we got in the four-bin drove off and I'm like, what the fuck was all that about? Ghosts, like, what did they think was going to happen to me? And he dead set, and this guy is, you wouldn't look at him and think he was sort of like one of these weirdo, like, you just wouldn't, I'm not saying you weird if you believe in ghosts because i kind of do but you know you just wouldn't take him for that person but he flat out refused to discuss it while we were driving in that part of the area he wouldn't talk about it he said if i talk you just don't talk about it here but later he told me a few stories about um apparently there were spirits down at that barge landing and they weren't good spirits so something bad obviously happened there and i just remember thinking at the time Fucking hell, I've just moved to the Territory, here I am, I've got to watch out for crocodiles and fucking wild pigs, buffalo, snakes, like, all this shit, and now I have to worry about ghosts that I can't even see, oh, for fuck, so I spent the next, the whole time, we were there for like another four days or something, I spent the entire time just googling Aboriginal spirits and, oh, the Kadachi man, and I scared the shit out of myself, anyway, so I have a massive respect for the spirituality that um, comes with Aboriginal landmarks and sacred sites. And yeah, I just if they say stay away, I think stay the fuck away because they definitely know what they're talking about. Just Google Kadachi Men or even just Google Black Rock Mountain and watch the docos for yourself. There's some pretty good info on there. And yeah, anyway, I'll stop rambling. That was my story. Sorry these have been a bit sporadic, but uh, school holidays just after lockdown, it's just insane trying to find time to um, even look all this shit up, let alone record it. But luckily for me, my partner's right into unexplained mysteries. So after this, he had me Googling aliens and all this other shit. I'm like, I just wanted the Black Rock Mountain, but no, now we're into aliens for the next week and a half. So that could be coming up soon. But anyway, today I got the iPad out, chucked it at my daughter, told the fucking Galah to shut the fuck up. He didn't listen, but my daughter did. So I managed to get this recorded. Hope you enjoy it. Um, and I will be 
back again regularly with weekly episodes as soon as school goes back and I get my fucking life back. Yay! Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I'll let you know I've got a Facebook page, Kel's Gone Bush. I've also got Kel's Gone Bush, the podcast, as a group. And I'm on Instagram as Kel's Gone Bush. So if you have any story suggestions, questions, or feedback, definitely hit me up on any of those three things. Otherwise, until then, Kel has gone.